Gregoire and Dan Beeson are smart enough to know better. Welcome okay. to episode 84 of Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, comedy and, and ignorance. ignorance. All right. Well, that's our new thing too, is it? Well, so okay, let's it? just say the same story at the same time. Okay, word of time story. It... No, 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 don't no, do no, this. No. Don't, don't, don't. No, no. it's creeping me out you know? in the headphones. In the headphones. <laughs> well, well, oh, damn. that was episode 84. <laughs> there will be no further episodes. That's it, the end of the podcast. It ended when our brains joined together. <laughs> well, welcome to the new year, ladies and gentlemen, a lovely listeners of all stripes. I saw someone said, uh, why is everyone celebrating going to another year? Like time is just an it's just an arbitrary set of things. So and someone true. went, uh, do you know how planets orbit stars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went, ah, yeah, yeah, it's not an arbitrary amount of time at all. I read a great article which I will link to in the in the show notes. But read it, and it was basically it was why is the year three hundred and sixty-four? I said it wrong. Three hundred sixty. What planet are we You're on? You're terrible I'm, at this. I am terrible. Three hundred and sixty-five and a that's quarter. Be, that's because I come from a different planet. Three hundred and sixty-five and a quarter. I come from Mars. Uh, so I get mixed up. I do it a lot, don't I? I always, yeah. I always take a day off. I do it a lot. Three hundred sixty-five and a quarter. And, I love and, taking a day off. And this, <laughs> and this article. Goes, here's why, and then it goes, and you know, because basically, though, there's no reason for it, there's no resonance, there's no reason, it's just a, a random chance of where we are positioned in the solar system. We could have been slightly close to the sun and had a slightly shorter year, or been further out and had a longer year. It, it's yeah. not, there's yeah. no reason it's for it. It's not special. No. If it was special, we wouldn't have to have leap seconds no, no, and no. leap years and no. all that nonsense. But you realize what we should have. I was thinking of this as well custard, custard, I love custard, but not just that, but. Time-wise, for the for the year, we should really have thirteen months, just thirteen months of twenty-eight days, and then just have yeah, and just have and be much neater, be much much neater, and then you could just have one. I think it's one extra day at the end, and that'll be it. You have a special day, and all and yeah. it all equals out. And then we already have a special day. It's called Christmas. Yeah, but that's right. We could just have a day that doesn't exist in the calendar. Yeah, except for it's Christmas holiday, day. Holiday day. No one has to go to work that day. Yep. I mean, it would bugger up with some computer. Like you'd have to set up some cool computers. computers are clever. They'll work they, it yeah, out. They'll do it. They have to deal with that crap they all the time. Do, they can deal with February. That's they can a, deal yeah, with anything. Yeah, that's right. It's, it'd be fine. Anyway, that's it. So what have you done in science this week? Or a comet. <gasps> Where? So in the sky. Bullshit. I did. I did. There is another comet. Another comet. Lovejoy. I think it's Q. Two two thousand and fourteen. Anyway, uh, it's probably wrong, but it's the because uh, Mr. Lovejoy, is the, he's an Australian guy, has discovered many, 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 many comets, and this one is also named Comet Lovejoy, and it's up there right now. If you go out there in early, if you're listening in early January two thousand and fifteen, don't look right now. It's it's light up there now. Ow! But if you've got, it's you've really got, bright. Just looking, look at Comet Lovejoy, and it's it's brighter. You know, normally the they go, oh my god, Comet Ison's coming, and it's going to be amazing, and it'll light up the sky. And everyone will be really amazed. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. of course, it fizzles out. Fizzle. You know, nothing happens. Oh, I was up at four in the morning yes. for three days in a row. Yeah, well, yeah. Just hating you That's it, for telling me about That's it. That's fair enough. This one I didn't bother really saying too much about. A lot of people are like, oh, my goodness, it's pumping out a lot more gas and dust than we expected to. It's actually 
probably going to be visible even in a bright city with a pair of binoculars. Go out and it's near at the moment when I went and looked two nights ago, it was near Orion, and that was really cool. Rigel, the star Rigel, and I went and found it, and it was like a little blob, a little greenish blob in the sky. I was very excited. So if you live in dark skyed areas, you might, might, might be able to see it with the naked eye. Even if you live in a city, you can find it pretty easy with binoculars. It's it's just a fuzzy ball. It's very cool. So that's it. I I saw a comet, and supposedly this comet will be back in only about between eight and twelve thousand years. I was looking through a, a telescope the other day and saw a fuzzy ball, and it was. And then the police had to talk to me. Yes, and... yes, yes. It's been quite kind of warm where we live. Yes, it is. We're been... here in Brisbane, Australia. Mm, mm, it's been warm, uh, which is about as far away from the equator as Austin, Texas, is there you go. in the states, but on the other side of the. Ball, yes, yes, other there. side of the equator. Yep. So it's summer here, mm. getting very hot, and people are trying to cool down. Mm. And it reminded me of a time where a friend of mine was looking after their friend's fish, and we had a heat wave. Mm-hmm. And so I went over there in the evening, and he had all of these oscillator fans focused on the fish tank. Right. And and I'm like, I don't think that those are going to cool it down because it needs to evaporate moisture off the surface. Yeah. All you're doing is gently heating up the room yeah. with the engine heat of yeah. the fans. Yeah. And his response was, the six fish have died already. <laughs> and I was like, you should turn these fans off. Yeah. Yeah. But what I didn't realise is that it would have worked if he'd put some moisture on the side of the fish tank. Yes, yes, but yeah. But Wick to heat it, away, maybe. It was mm. only recently where I realised why hot, that as long works. As, as long as it's hotter on the inside the fish tank. Because what happens to us is we, we're a hot creature, mm-hmm. so we put water on our skin, the wind evaporates the, and, and it takes draws heat away from us. Yeah, but the way that it draws heat is is the wind speeds up the molecules and the, 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 mole, the, the moisture, mm. it takes heat out of the surface yeah, heat, as it eva- evaporates. because it's just needs vibration to, of molecules. Yeah. yeah. Those molecules speed up because they're, they're turning into a gas mm. and they suck a little bit of heat out of the surface. Mm, mm. That, that, that's quite clever. Like mm, Evaporative cooling. It took, yeah, it took me a while to get yes. my head around evaporative cooling, but right. I think I've got it now. Right. And I bring this up because <laughs> the other day I was looking at fa- oscillator fans mm. and there were some where they actually have an inbuilt mister. Yes. And so what they do is they gently spray you with water and then they dry the water off you and it takes the heat with it. Yeah. And I went, what a clever way of I, doing I saw, it. I was going to buy one of those last year and I just thought, I just don't know if I should. I, I sit near my computer a lot and part of me is like, um, probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't have a mm. stream of water running towards my computer the whole time. Well, I've got a fan that shoots a stream of tiny magnets at my computer <laughs> just to cool it off. Good. That, that works. must work well for you. Welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Stefan Haikovich, a principal scientist of the CSIRO. How are you going? It's a pleasure to be here. Now, of course, we've had you before talking all about the future of uh, future trends. That's right. And, and scaring the living bejesus out of our listeners about how the world was going to go in all sorts of interesting ways. And they wouldn't understand. And in 20 years' time, they'd be like, I don't understand. I'm confused. No, no, it relaxed me. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. That was what I took out of that because I was like, there are too many people. And then the the planet will be covered with like two people deep all over. And <laughs> Dr. Stefan was like, that's eh, probably going to top out at 10 billion. Is that right. still the well, case? We have to work. We need the fear factor. Fear inspires investment. So, <laughs> yeah, we've got to work on that. So As we I've always like to say, I've failed somehow here. And, and the thing <laughs> is, I, now I'm thinking about uh, two people deep all over the planet. It just sounds really sexy. It yeah. does. It sounds two people good. deep all over the planet. That's yeah. <laughs> and that's how I met your mother. Now, um, uh, sounds sweaty. Sounds sweaty. Now, for this time, this yeah. time, though, we're going to yeah. be talking about. 
how your work now seems to be pointing out how we're, very soon every one of our listeners is going to lose their job. We're all going to be jobless. Yep. We're all going to be living on the streets. Yep. And that's just the way it is. Get over it. You just, you're not going to have a job very soon. Is that right? That's done. We can wrap up. That's, that's it. You've got it. Great. And good There's, night. There is more. There is more. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I think we see uh, two forces at play which are going to change mm. the way work happens in the future. And one is technology and automation. Mm-hmm. And that's robots are getting smarter than us. Uh, yes, I know. And oh. the second one is emerging economies and skills growth in countries all around us, offshoring. You know, there's 10,000 of you in India that work at one-tenth of the price. Oh, they used to not 10,000 of me? Yeah, just oh. the same. Oh. Uh, you haven't met them yet, but they work at one-tenth of the price and they used to not be That's as good. That's the most terrifying thought I've ever had in my life. I like the idea that this podcast, there's 10,000 podcasters out there who'll do this cheaper than we will, and we do this right. pretty cheap. Yes, oh, definitely. Man. So that's the, that's the scary thing. But uh, yeah, let's, let's look at automation for a mm. second. That is that is an interesting one. Have you, yes. have you heard of uh, IBM's computer program called Watson? Oh, yes, and that was the one that went on to Jeopardy and won all the Jeopardy programs exactly. by being smarter than everyone else. That's but, right. But basically by being able to understand human language and then uh, uh, testing a database or asking, I'm getting the answers yeah. very quickly. Yeah, so let me ask you a Watson question, oh, and great. your category is explorers. Oh, okay. okay. Now, this will make sense to the listener and to all of you soon. So this is a Jeopardy question yes. that Watson is able to solve. Your category is explorers. Mm-hmm. On the discovery of George Mallory's body, he still thinks he was first. Uh, who is uh, Sherpa Tenzing? Who is Sir Edmund Hillary, right? Oh. George Mallory coming first. Right. It's a hard one to get. You've got to make some... He climbed up Mount Everest Slow first. down. Slow down. I can do it again if you want. No no, point, no, no, no. As in my brain just went, what? what? Exactly. And that's a very cryptic, tough one to get. You've got to make yes. some um, illogical connections, right? Mm. Now, for a human to do that is tough. Mm. Now, even brilliant humans like us, that's tough. <laughs> But that's why I demonstrated exactly. failing that's right. yeah. at it. Yes, that's, that's what I did too. I know. You guys just want to show that how hard it was by not getting an answer. But, <laughs> right, but Watson mm. was 2005. They started training it to answer questions of this nature. Now, that is a tough one for a robot to crack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't know who George Mallory is. It doesn't yeah. know about coming first. Mm. Um, it doesn't know anything. Yeah, it's it, stupid. It isn't, but... I am much more intelligent than my toaster. Right. It, it, it basically identifies a whole bunch of um, databases that may be potentially relevant to this yeah. question. And it drills down into them and generates millions upon millions of possible solutions and then runs another set of algorithms to determine the best ones all in a flash. Yeah. Now, in 2005, when they first started out... That was years like, ago. That was like in the dark ages that's of right. computers. That's, that's like, right. That's like pre iPhones, I exactly. think, or very, yeah. very early hard, iPhones. Hard to even remember it. But what? in two, 2005, when they just started out, right, Watson was a non-starter. They, they scored these things. <laughs> Suck in, it, computers. Exactly. They score these things in terms of accuracy. So I'm drawing, for the listener, I'm drawing a graph here. And on the y-axis, I've got the accuracy of the answers. Mm. While he throttles the microphone stand to death. That's right. That's right. <laughs> on the x-axis, I've got percentage answered. Right? Yes. Accuracy and percentage answered. All the human competitors were a spread of dots up here. And again, mm. for the audience, I'm drawing some dots up in the far right quadrant. So it's so a very high, high, accuracy, high accuracy. Lots answered. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah humans. Good. Go humans. So Yay. High five us. Awesome. And the two very best humans at this were Brad Rutter and Ken Jennings, right? Right. These guys were smart and absolute freaks of Mm. nature, right? They Mm. would clean up time after time and always won at Jeopardy. Good. When Watson first started, it was a dot, and for the listener, is at the bottom end of that quadrant. Low Low accuracy, accuracy, no questions. Not many answers. It was a (laughs) non-starter. It was stupid. It was getting all sorts of easy ones wrong. It would mix up genders. So it wouldn't well, well I do that too, a... I must admit. It, really? It, yeah, it makes... <laughs> it be very embarrassing. It makes, gen- it makes dating really interesting and it fun, actually. 
Yeah. Is that why you grow a beard to differentiate? That's why I, I didn't know. I, look at the, I did look in the mirror and try yeah. to pick myself up. That's my understanding of the evolutionary reason for beards. Oh. So it was easy to differentiate gender. From a distance. Yeah, from a distance. So you know who to throw a rock yeah. at. Well, and mate with. So. Right. Yeah. There are, the, now, you, you, Dr. Stafford, that's how, there that's are how great other mates. ways of knowing the difference between men and women. If you're mating with I them, know, I the know. beard should probably be... That, that's a, that's a, Today it's not so <laughs> essential, but you know, there was a time when it was mm. a useful giveaway about whether or not it was a boy or a girl. But the point <laughs> is... The point is, the point is, getting back to our story about... This is why he's the head researcher. Exactly. I'm on the ball in these sorts of things, you know. Well, that was another way of knowing. But anyway, that's a different story. I almost always get it right. But the the thing I want to say about Watson, right, it was a non-starter in 2006. Mm. But in only a five-year period to Mm. 2011... Bit by bit, they improved it. They got mm. it to fix up, so it did differentiate genders. And then they right. started to fix it up in in other ways and improve algorithms. Did it start dating our women? Is it like... not, I'll talk about dating algorithms in a sec because oh. I do think they're also quite interesting. Oh. Spike Jones got there before us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But this this uh, this phenomenon of Watson creeping up to the point where now it can answer that very tough question, which mm. we couldn't get. Yeah. Every time it was put live on air in 2011 against mm. Ken Jennings and Brad Rutter, and it beat mm. them both. Yeah. And every time it will win. You know, there is no computer that, uh, sorry, no human that can beat a computer at chess. Mm. Today's mm. chess tournaments are one computer playing another computer yeah. with a third computer working out what's going on to interpret to all the mere human beings out there what is actually happening on the board. You can't come close to it. So, I wonder so, if that's an embarrassing job for a computer. But, no, but so saying. One so computer saying, going, oh, I have to be freaking translator again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've actually heard of really, there's a, um, different chess leagues, though, because I've been reading about this whole, you know, you're right, the computers beating other computers and beating, defeating humans. But they've worked out if you have a, a chess, like a bit of a maverick chess master yes. and a computer, yes. that can actually be hit because the human brain is really good at throwing curveballs. I've heard this as well. And so, so yeah. a league, a computer yeah, slash right. human league. Exactly. I think you're right. So the hybrid games, or mm. yeah, where they mix a computer with a human mm. is most powerful. Now, this, yes. this is our insight into how to get a job in the future, right? That sounds like Battlefield. Yeah. Galactica, mixing yeah, yeah. a human and a, and a right. robot. It's a very sexy word. Yeah, two academics from MIT in Boston, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. That mm. word is hard to say, by the way, Massachusetts. Jesus, Massachusetts. I always will struggle. At one point in my career, I will say it, but I often just like to go <laughs> MIT, Boston. That's right. That's right. These two very smart academics, Eric Brynjolfsson and Andrew McAfee, mm. are arguing that you've got a race with the machine, not mm. against the machine. Mm. Because if you're trying to beat the computer at chess on your own, you're going to lose. But the yep. same in your job. If you're an accountant, yeah. a lawyer, or whatever it is. You're a, Especially a, lawyers. A taxi driver. Yes. Yeah, sorry. And, and human beings as well here. So yep. if they're trying to compete against a machine, we're going to lose. But mm. we augment our abilities with a robot. Yes. We've got a better chance. But jobs data from the US economy is already showing us in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis mm. Jobs growth hasn't really picked up for the middle-income class. Overall, the economy has returned pretty well in the US. The middle-income bracket is hurting. They haven't had a pay rise and they are not seeing a return to jobs. Mm. And the reason is is that industry could get to high levels of output not via rehiring people but mm. by using online credit card processing systems, robotics, automation. True. We're well, like seeing the, that coming like to play. Like in the shopping centre now, yep. you have like two people on the counters and the rest is all those automatic exactly. things. And, and, I, and I must admit, I prefer to use them. Yep. I, I hate human beings. Right, so, but and, you're a scientist. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and I like to, when, to be honest, it's faster for me mm. to go and do, yeah. do my ten items myself. It just is. What yeah, I yeah. do is I, 
I, I start lining up at that area, but I do scan down to oh. figure which ones of them have beards or not. Right. <laughs> then can, you can work out. And I can work out. Maybe I'll jump into that way. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. I got, I did, with the, with standing, I was actually doing that big long line. I was waiting a big long line and yeah. I to my right and there was a nice man just staring at me. He was just staring in, in space behind the counter and, and he was, and I went, are you free? And he, he kind of got this weird look of, oh, yes, yes, I am. And I went, I'm sorry for interrupting your time. He said, no, 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 I'm here to work. I just haven't had done anything for 30 minutes. And you've all been standing there. You're the first person to notice I'm just standing here. And I'm like, woohoo. So we had a nice conversation about his weirdly easy life now. So yeah. I, I kept pointing out to him, don't tell your manager that because they will fire you. Yeah, but they're going to find out eventually. I think they're going to start to work out what's going on. When I came through customs recently, the mm. electronic processing mm. system had people through in a flash. That's right. But why not? Yes. You know, yeah. why, why, why am I not just walking through and my iPhone is my passport, my credit card, my driver's license and everything all yes. at once. Mm. When RFID technology happens, right, we'll just roll the trolley through the supermarket and instantaneously it will scan all of the products in there yes. and work out a price. So it means a lot of jobs are going to disappear. And if yeah. we, this sort of happened in the Industrial Revolution as well, right, mm. when we've got machines and the steam engine. And, it was like 50 men with a shovel got taken out by a steam shovel exactly. and that was the end of it. And you're but like, oh, the end of civilization. Neoclassical economics tells us don't worry, the jobs get Phew. recreated. But it's not an old few because it, it does take a long time. So the yeah. Industrial Revolution took a good 100 years mm. for these jobs to get recreated. And I think we're at the beginning of an information era, you know, right. where it will take a long time for jobs to get created. And we need to start thinking hard yeah. about what are the new jobs for people to do because there's a lot of evidence these jobs are disappearing and yeah. not getting replaced, you know. With the change the way we think about yeah. it too as well. I mean, at the moment we have this concept of, of lifters and leaners in Australia. It's a big thing at the moment, lifters, lifters and, and leaners. leaners, as in those who those who actually pick up the economy and those who, who suck off the economy. Right. Uh, and so... It's, and it's, it's this weird idea. In the end, like, there's, there's going to be too many people and we're going to need to actually accept that some people don't... Well, we don't work full-time anymore or we, we some, we've got to get well, around this concept of we've all got to do 40-hour weeks, we've all got to make lots of money and we've all got to yeah. run over there. And, we, and it's like... Well, it's, it's that was the change, prediction back in the, back in the 40s of the future is that everyone would be doing these 18-hour work weeks, wasn't it? And that change would take care of it, it for us. It didn't yeah. happen. But no, but no one yeah. was to pay you to do nothing. That's the problem. Everyone goes, don't be a bludger. You, know, yeah. you bludge. There is one view that the future, there are no jobs or no good jobs. It's all Mm -hmm. income streams, right? Mm. So we all own a startup company. We all have an app which is generating sleeper income and that's Mm. how people get income because there aren't really that many jobs anymore. Yeah, yeah. Facebook is a company with market cap of about, market capitalization, $120 let's say, US. (laughs) Shell is similar, about $120 US. Yep. Shell employs 100,000 people. Facebook employs 9,000 people. Mm. But it's the same size company. Mm. This is a real fundamental shift in industry landscape and jobs creation. We're able to get a company of the same size to mm. a historic one, which employs one-tenth of the, the workforce to get what it does hooray. need to get done. Yeah. In a way, hooray, but yeah. in a way a lot of these jobs have disappeared. Yeah. I think there is another aspect to it, and that's in income inequality, mm. right? You know, mm. Information technology is exacerbating that, and um, mm. that is another aspect of, of the, the change, that, that we concentrate wealth in a very small minority of people. That's how we do it in yeah. the world. Yeah. And uh, that, that's why we can't work the 18-hour week. That, that wealth gap is growing. Mm. To say why that are you, are you calling for a revolution? A violent uprising against the oligarchs? I've got no. a pitchfork. No. Oh, okay. It's digital. <laughs> I have a much more apathetic approach. I think I'll go to the beach and 
think about it and, you know, we can come around and have a glass of wine and whinge about it at my house. Fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's a, the revolution yeah. I'm involved That's the kind of revolution I'm... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> wine will be in a box because yeah. we can't afford no, that's to true. get yeah. good oh, wine. Don't, don't talk down right. box wine. It's an Australian tradition. Yeah, it's not a bad... Chateau La Boite. Chateau La Boite, exactly. <laughs> we have an Thanks. audience here, we listeners. Have audience. We have actually the future Stefan's children here. are here. That's right. Yeah, they, they're here. Um, if they've got anything to add to the conversation... Yeah. They may at some point, and I'm more than happy for them to get involved, but so if back in, like, say, 1850, you're a musician, mm. right? Mm. And you're a talented musician. You are brilliant at what you do. Yes. Now You're a Salieri, not a Mozart. I don't know what that means, but it sounds really <laughs> smart. Okay, that sounds... Well, you, just look, just look at how delighted and he and was. And I'd just like to point out the listeners just went, that wasn't the 1850s, Greg, you're an idiot. That's fine, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. the intellectual quality of that conversation took a notch up. Why, thank you. So, that's thank right. you. That's, and Watson's that's right. listening to yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Let's go back to our musician mm. in 1850, right? Brilliant musician, mm. really talented. However, you cannot access a massive market you can only mm. get to a certain number of pubs and bars and theaters to perform yep. so your market share is limited by geography and physical realities yep now let's go to today and mm. the situation changes quite a lot right mm. if you're a talented musician you can differentiate yourself from all the other musicians and put your songs on itunes and youtube yep. and all of the digital media and at zero spotify spotify zero marginal cost mm. that means each song you sell costs you zero dollars to reproduce because it's digital, <laughs> right? So each zero marginal cost for the reproduction of a song it means that you can beam it out to a massive audience and you can get enormous market share. Yes. But the consequence of that is you get mega rich yeah. and occupy this big market share. All the other musicians who aren't as good yeah. aren't going to get close. And this is what I think is behind Tyler Cowen's book. He's a US academic. who's an economist who's writing some challenging stuff about this, but he's written this book called The Average is Over, Mm. saying that this middle bit Mm. isn't getting anything. It's all getting concentrated in these high-end, high-performing parts of the market. Well, once again, which why, is why would you? Fueled by infotech. I said, mm. Back in the day, yeah. it's a musician concept, if you were in a small town or village or whatever and the lute player, he played the lute, and you're like, yeah, it was pretty nice. You'd have your pint and your pub and he would play yeah. the lute and you'd throw him a few shekels That's and, right. and all be well. But if, if, if you could suddenly access the best lute player in the town, then why would you listen exactly. to the okay one here? It makes perfect sense. Mm. That's and of exactly course, it. Our, and, our development recently has only jumped ahead because of the printing press and we can actually take one little book and share it between a whole bunch of people and then the same information is at mm. everyone's, fingertips, everyone's fingertips and then everyone can work together to do yeah. the next book that's or the right. next thing. And that's how science has become so amazing. That's right. So suck it, musicians. We're taking over. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, information <laughs> technology is yep. allowing these ideas, products, intellectual products to get out there mm. at, at, at no cost, which means they can hit massive markets really quickly. Yes. So it's it's having that effect. And uh, But we're having a pushback there. Can I just jump in? There's a yeah, pushback yeah, there, yeah. of course. Uh, now there's piracy and all that sort of stuff, all the arguments about right. piracy. But right. uh, And, then, and, and, and you know, how dare you or should I or either content... If we like we make content, we make this content for free, but if someone stole our content and you know, made money off it, that's a problem. Oh, if they can make money yes. on our content, Please. I'll be very impressed. Yes. Now, Iggy Pop, right. did, I read an interview with Iggy Pop 
up recently, of course, the, the ancient rocker, and he he sort of went, look, I know I'm I know I'm a rich musician, and I understand this is, seems hypocritical, but music shouldn't be about money. Music isn't about millions of dollars. When I first started with the Stooges, it wasn't about making millions of bucks. It was about the love of doing it and making a little bit of money to live. He goes, I, he's, I've been yeah. blessed to get all this money, but you know you can't you can't complain. He didn't use those words. He said naughty words, but he said you can't complain. Well, now were they about about Max you, and uh, Madeline? Really yes. want to hear them? I'm sure, they do. <laughs> uh, um, they he he just said you can't make that, that's over. He said that that era is over of making lots of money. Sorry, if you if you're the new up and coming punk band, uh, then then you're not going to make lots of money anymore. Well, according, I think according they to do, Pop, just Doctor Doctor Pop. Yeah, yeah, they do still make, but only much 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 fewer of them make mm. a lot of money, which is unfortunately the reality of the workforce of tomorrow. Mm. Much much fewer of us are going to hit those those high spots. Yeah, it's this whole evaporation of the middle class uh, phenomenon, which I think is really concerning and one mm. for us to watch and think quite deeply about how and why it's happening. Mm. Now, I think there are remedies in place for this. I don't think this is a future we just go into and accept yeah. that a whole bunch of us are unemployed and scrimping and scraving to get by mm. all the time, that we do transition and shift into a different economy. And I think it's primarily about innovation and an ideas and knowledge-based economy as, as yeah. technology is, is mm. allowing us to shift much more into that space. I mean, we're mostly a services sector economy, 70% services yep. sector. Increasingly, people are getting their income in, in knowledge work. Mm. That has to take another jump out into a more creative, deeper, innovative space in order to, to be able to work. So I was in the United States just recently and I've come back and a consulting firm that I worked with over there, they've recently set up in an emerging market economy in the, the developing world, mm. right? And they put in an office there and they found that all of the staff there doing similar stuff to the staff in the American office are getting paid one-fifth of the amount. Oh, goodness. That's, it's a challenge for yeah. those people back there, right? This is happening to us in Australia yeah. as well. Why is it a challenge? Because, you know, ultimately market forces are pretty strong if you're sitting above it all and you own the company and you yep. say, hang on, I'm paying these guys one-fifth of what I pay and they're doing this. Hmm, okay, interesting. That's right. And it's going to shift. I think the only answer for the, the America office, the Australia office, or where we go, is we jump into a higher-end knowledge, higher creative, deeper innovation space, which mm. is what gives us that differentiation. And, but that would require a total shift of how we educate people and yeah. how we think about raising children because at the moment it's kind of like, don't worry, you, you, you just go get a job. You know, yeah. Actually, not, I don't think anyone thinks that anymore, but, but it's that, to, to, to say you can, not everyone is creative. Yeah, or, or maybe they are. We just don't. We just don't draw it out of them. It's becoming more important creativity mm. and mm. education has got a whole lot more important. Deeper knowledge and deeper mm. depth of understanding because that is the differentiator. Mm. You know, if you're a very mm. skilled accountant, that's great. But unfortunately, the marketplace can supply a lot of other skilled accountants, and it can also supply, supply software that yes. does your job yeah. for you just as well, if not better. I mean, the accounting profession is at risk because if we got smart with digital systems, mm. we would never fill in a tax return. Yeah. Everything should be happening behind the scenes all the time. You'd only stay in work as an accountant if you're really good at being really bad. Yeah, or dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> like, re- yeah, like you maybe, go, well, yeah. you're, you're supposed to do this yeah. and the accounting thing, but I can save you about two grand by teaching you how to ship it off to the Canary Islands. And I always thought this this thing about lawyers. I always assume, I keep going, the only reason lawyers are still a thing nowadays is because they control laws. That's the only reason. Is it well, they don't actually control them. They interpret well, them. They interpret That's a good and point. Yeah. And, but, but you look at you go, well, a lawyer, what does a lawyer do? Break down what a lawyer does. A lawyer, because they always go, I can't possibly help you with that because there's a precedent. You go, well, a computer could have said that. Yeah. So, uh, precedent. And all you'd need, right. <laughs> all, all you'd need is the Supreme Court and a higher, like a small body of big lawyers to yeah. go, Oh yes, we ratified that decision. No, that's that's a naughty computer. 
executed decision. There, and they'd all be gone. There, Every lawyer would be gone. There might be some left, but we could work on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, I think um, a huge amount of law is about regulation and ticking boxes. Yes, does yes. this does this and that's, that's development what the machine does really well. Tick all these boxes and the machine does it very well. The machine yep. can continually read all legal texts around the world that's all the time. In real time. Yeah. And when it's Watson doing this, as yep. Watson will do this, yep. you know, we just talk oh. to Watson. We say, "Hey Watson mate, is it illegal to do this?" Yes. And he says, "Yes, unfortunately it is." And yes. then you can't you can't do And it. in so the last case where this person got did that terrible thing, how many years did they get? Yeah. Oh, this judge gave them yeah. 8 years. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be more lenient. We'll give them 7. That's but right. you're missing out that convincing the jury. So that does, that, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. That's like the jury of your peers. But really what you're doing is, can I trick people into thinking something new? And that's yeah, what, that's the law. But no, that's, what, no, that's not what the law is. They, they, wouldn't just, they wouldn't say that's what the law is. They would say, no, no. no of course to, they wouldn't. But that's, we've got to get round the issue. You ever been on a jury? But that's what it is. Of course it is. But, but that's being honest about it. And when you're honest about it, you can automate the whole thing. It's only reason we don't automate it is because the people whose vested interest in not automating it would try and stop you at very, very as hard as possible using I, the law, and they know how to do it. That's right, but we'll get around them. We have I machines. think that the argument about convincing <laughs> a jury is still a relevant one. So, in this world where we do have automated systems um, analyzing legal texts, working out what's in them, and giving us all the factual content, there is still a role for human beings. Otherwise, yes. it's Judge Dredd. Yes. It's like, bah. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, no, I see, yeah. I see where the problem here is. I think the social interaction, the ability to interact with other people, that mm. is a differentiator in the future. Creative arguments that a computer will struggle to make. We're a long mm. way from automating a computer which can speak as eloquently as, say, Barack Obama did when he came yes, to true. town. Wasn't that a great speech? It, well, I mean, well, a beautiful I, piece of oration. A computer cannot do that and will not for a very I didn't long actually time. See, I didn't actually hear him. Uh, just people in the G20. I didn't actually, G20 meeting but I did see busy. him on Colbert Report. And yeah. You're very good on that. That's, yeah. that's, the same. that's a bit lower, isn't so it? So I, I guess what I'm pointing towards is I think there are really important differentiators from this mm. world of automation and it's important to be able to know what they are. Like even, for example, the plumber and tradespeople who came and put in a new kitchen for us some time ago, they're mm. not going to get automated, not for a very long time. Mm. To get a robot to go up the stairs into our house, to work out a lot of manual dexterity, creativity, complex problem solving and yep. irregular environment that they're in, we're not um, likely to be able to do that. So that to me is, is a case where, you know, it's it's not just high-skilled, high-complex jobs. Like chess mm. is a real complex thing to, to solve, but mm. we've got computers that always will do it. And same with Watson. Yep. It's the irregular nature of the tasks that, that robots can't handle. So we all well. have to become carpenters well, and partly, builders. but or creative people more at the, you know, in the knowledge economy, it's shifted us more into the space of creativity, mm. judgment, complexity, and social interaction. Mm. You can't be a carpenter. You have to be an artisan because you can yes. just get a flat-pack house in yeah. the future. Yeah, yeah. You can actually, and, you know, Supply chains, you know, eventually, well, already, I think we're 3D printing houses pretty close to. We yes. have robotic devices that's, that can build. We haven't even you know, touched on 3D printing. That's, yeah. that's, that's a total See, I find that manufacturing quite industry. interesting, isn't it? The prospect yeah. that we're doing all these renovations on our old Queensland, whereas in only 10 years, it might be a lot more economically efficient yeah. to bulldoze a thing, design it on a computer in one day, and then yep. have it 3D printed for us on the site <laughs> in, a, in a couple of weeks. So, or, or even just yeah. pass printed and then brought yeah. to your house and That's pretty install. how much, but put together like a yeah. Yeah. Set, but yeah. a big robotic arm in the middle of the, the property That's... just tr- 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 but so saying um, oh, it, 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 where I lived um, it got renovated and we said, oh we've got some ideas we'll do X, Y and Z and, and he, he was the builder like he, he was the guy who owned the company he came in and went oh you could do that but have you thought about like, knocking his whole wall out and putting in a big glass thing here and we all went 
Oh, yeah. We hadn't even thought of that. That's where he earned his money. Yeah. Because he went... Design. And much bigger ideas. So similar experience with us too because the, the winning um, company that got to build the kitchen for us was mm. the one who raced with the machine in the sense that they used computing technology alongside their skills and knowledge mm. of renovation. So they had a, a software package which allowed them to take out the wall and give us a view of Mount Cutha so we could mm. see how the kitchen came together. Yep. They allowed it to move a window to another part of the kitchen and gave us a three fly through of how the whole thing would look and yep. that was a bit that was the real value and the market differentiator they so could human and computer show us, working yeah, together. human computer working together yeah that's a that's a recommendation i give to people in their jobs and professions is mm. work out how to sync your skills with a computer mm. whether it be social media whether it be a software package of that nature or your own software that's what amplifies your ability to be active in the in the global marketplace and you can yep. then suddenly hit big markets mm. uh, if you do that but uh, if you because you're getting have, a smaller percent, you're getting yeah. a, a small amount of money, but from a larger, a larger pool, basically. So, yeah. no, hang on, that came out wrong. As in, you, you're taking less money per job, maybe, yes. but from, from many more people. Yes, that's so, right. And mm. you can you can provide yep. a much better service, a much more intelligent service, and mm. create options for the the receiver that that aren't there previously. And 3D manufacturing does yeah. this too. We can build the sunglasses that exactly suit what you're after. So, if we can do that on mass, why won't you start to come to my shop? which gives you exactly what you're after compared to the ones yeah. that, that make just sunglasses. Yeah. And everything is going to go in this direction in manufacturing. It loads all of the value into IP. Yes. Like I work with a big building construction mm. company as well that does building materials. I think they're in the transition from being a company that makes bricks and stuff mm. and the products they work with are continually getting better through time due to innovation. But because anyone in the world can make the same products they make, mm. The market differentiation they're going to get is by starting to make the ideas and the IP that knows how to... So they make the designs and sell the designs across the world and that is a better business to be in. It's going to be really interesting in that sense because if you when it gets down to like a cornucopia machine, like a 3D printer in your house, you can just press a button and a thing pops out of it sort of thing, which is going to happen, I think. It destroys the manufacturing industry dead. It just kills it on its head. But as you just said before, the whole concept of IP being important because Dan might be a dab hand. He might discover, oh, I really like designing chairs. So you might have Dan Beeston's chair designing business online. Yeah. Yes. You, oh, I really like that chair. You might give him a dollar to buy his plans to print your chair. Exactly. And you, exactly. You, and he makes and it's money. great for Dan because all he has to do is come up with the designs which can be reproduced at zero cost. Mm. He can have just a tiny little office mm. in his groovy West End apartment, which is, you know, that's my view of you oh. and your life. Oh, that's and, interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's totally wrong, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I live in a hovel. I live in a hovel. We can't say where you are. It's all part of the game. I live in the back of the blimp. <laughs> right. So he's able to, to run a big business like that at mm. very local. And he might rely on a global supply chain to get it all to you as well mm, mm. so that it doesn't all happen there. And it, it still is all the thing that's of value is the ideas. that The yeah. 3D printing and additive manufacturing technology has freed the And the difficulty. raw materials. The raw materials too. Mm. Yeah, because uh, if someone's because if your raw material for making chairs is like a bit of bauxite and a bit of wood and mm, a bit yeah. of this, suddenly those people are in a bit more control than all the middlemen. But the CSIRO is printing titanium now. I mean, as in, wow. and so they're, 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 there's one they did the dragon last year. They yes. go, I want a dragon, and they went, hey, and they built a um, toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. And they, wow! And, and they made her, and it actually looks really good. And then they one other saw. Have we done uh, anything like useful? Like no, we, yeah, the no, dragon was lovely. No, no. Yeah, I'll get to the, I'll get to the, there was a, a man with cancer, uh, bone cancer in his heel. 
heel. And they came to CSIRO and said, can you, doctor said, can you print a heel? And they said, yeah, give us a file. And they just gave the file. And they took what they, and then they printed him a heel from wow. titanium. And then within a week he had a heel installed. And now Fantastic. he's. Fantastic. And that's, and I went, well, that's. That was easy. Like, all you need to have was titanium. It's all you had to have. I mean, titanium is yep. expensive. But right. that's the first metal we're using. Very soon, it'll be able to do multiple yep. metals. Absolutely. And, Isn't so that exciting? Yeah. And, and you'll be able to, but that's the downside. You control the product. But in it, it'll just be, you'll just go buy a block of manufacturing material and plug it in the back of your device, and it will suck it off the top or whatever it is, or, or dust. I don't know how it works. See, I've got this idea of this make anything factory, right? Yeah. Which is all down, it's just a big factory, but. You can have anything from a bicycle to a small plane mm. and all that you have to input is the design, yep. right? And it has yep. to be very accurately specified. So there's a bunch of designs that you can flick through. So you've got a category like planes, bicycles, cars, <laughs> heels. you know, shoes, heels, you know, the whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. So that you can keep <laughs> clicking, yeah, keep clicking down on all of the different things you can make. Yep. And bang, it's mm. there. Whatever it is, or whatever color, whatever you want, and that's that's how manufacturing might look. And, and then there's mm. these amazing supply chains that will work as well, where where there's a lot of robotic and automated systems in, coming into play. Google talking about drones, like dropping Amazon. It was Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon using drone drones house. to get the book in within half an hour. Yeah. Personally, I'm not too keen on that because the sky will fill up with drone aircraft. Yeah, and, we find. You know, well, I want to be able to sit on the back deck and I can look up at stars, not drones. This is true. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. But but, but the concept well, it's is not going to be that. Man. It's not going to be thick. It's not going to be two layers deep with drones. <laughs> so sad. Well, if every person has one drone, you know, yeah. there could be a lot. But everyone, of... not everyone has a postman. True. Not you know, I'm going to get from Amazon. I'm going to get yeah. Amazon to deliver my drone. Yeah. Using a, I'm going to buy a drone and get it from Amazon delivered by a drone. <laughs> That's and then, tricky. I, and then I'm going to get two of them to deliver a drone. I'm going to get a whole stack of drones. So I like the, the way end. you're thinking. I, I actually look. My big fear for the future is we make a 3D printer that can print 3D printers. Already done. And oh. we leave the button on. Okay. <laughs> by there, accident. There is a um, uh, Charles is Stross. <laughs> Charles Stross wrote a book called one of my favorite books yeah. called Singularity Sky. Yeah. And in that, there's this alien. This alien race turns up at this primitive planet, like primitive as in us, yeah. and goes, hi, we would like stories. We don't care what it is. We want to learn something new. Can you tell us something new? They drop mobile phones all over the planet, so it rains mobile phones, and you actually talk to them. Hello, we're talking to the aliens. And then the aliens go, we will give you anything you want. And, of course, the economy just collapses because they've got right. cornucopia machines. They're these machines that can print whatever you want. Anything. So we don't need to make anything anymore. So, yeah. so well, even worse, because people go, oh, I, I hear some information you don't know. And they go, thanks. What do you want? Can I have a pile of gold? And a pile of gold falls from space. Boom. And then it's a, yeah, and the economy just goes, gone. And then someone goes, I want a gun that can take over the world. Yeah, sure. And say, I want armor that can stop that gun. <laughs> sure. And finally someone goes, I want the machine that you make machines. I want a machine that can make the machine you you make it and they go yep fine and they drop the cornucopia machine and then of course it's all on one for one and all at that point it would be wouldn't it and so and that's a collapse of civilization by giving everyone what they want now i'm not saying this is where we're gonna go no, well, no. it's already happened someone made a 3d printer machine to make itself and then they sent that out <laughs> and and they made one and then that person took theirs and made does it get more. smaller each time or it it no <laughs> no there's no problem there's no, yeah. there's no there's no problems and they don't know how many of these machines exist now so the end of humanity is going to be a big pile of 3d printers scattered around the world <laughs> that just yeah, until it eventually eats the world and all there is is three then the 3d printers will have to start eating now, each other you, you the apocalypse's pc you, load letter have you heard though this is not a new concept have you heard of von neumann machines 
No, I Von Neumann machines are exactly what you've just said. Now, astronomers talk about uh, and cosmologists talk about uh, we can't biological fleshy bags like us. We just don't survive space. How dare you? There's flesh. Uh, there's there's Speak radiation. Speak yourself. Yes. <laughs> I run, uh, but, but you know, like we just don't do well in space. We just didn't evolve yeah. to do it, so we had to change our bodies. But someone said instead of changing your bodies, you just send machines, probes. Where, what do we send out there? We send probes all the time into space onto comets. Like Rosetta is now and Philae are now around the comet. 67p there's ones going out to Pluto you couldn't put a human in a can for 10 years and go bye you're never coming home so this yeah. Von Neumann said he thinks the galaxy will actually be filled with like our civilization will build a machine that can make itself it flies into space finds the material it makes another version of itself it goes sends it out two more then two more and then two more the galaxy he's saying is just full of these cannibalistic machines running around going yum 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 hi yum 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 hi that's, fantastic that's, that's, that's the story that's one of the side stories in star control too well there you yeah. go is there's a bunch of little things that can only live in a gas planet so they buy a probe and they go oh well we've only got one probe but it can replicate itself uh, so let's just set that it's it's setting for replication is down at like six let's just amp that up to 999 and it goes out and they're like cool can't wait can't hope can't wait for it to come back and it just goes out and just try to just goes we come in peace yeah. we want to help we're gonna break you down into your component molecules <laughs> yeah yeah well it's kind of nice but um <laughs> When we get to Mars in 2030, why yeah. aren't we doing this then? Sending something up there now that can start yes. replicating itself Mars and building a whole colony. Where are you? Mars, ah. you, know, you know those lunatics? How do you that, do that? <laughs> you know the, the lunatics who go yeah. up there, and, and I love them dearly. I, I, you know, hang on, I'll tell you, the, you may not know, but there is a group yeah. of people who want to go to Mars, and they make it like a reality show. I put my hand up for it. That I want to go. They didn't accept me. Uh, that's why they're lunatics. That's why they're wrong. Ah, so right. They're going to send all these people up there to go up. Like, they're like two people, and then two more, every two years, two more people to live on Mars. And it's yep. big called Mars One. With Thought, no return ticket. No return ticket. I heard this. No return that's ticket. Insane. That's insane. I wouldn't go. Well, that's but, but I, I put my hand up for it. So there you go. Wow. Uh, uh, would you have actually we, done it or were you just mucking around? Well, I, I, I think I would have done. We can I, understand why Stefan is saying that he wouldn't have done it yeah. because he does actually have children in the room, but yeah. he would have done yeah, we, it. No, he would have would left have. his beloved have, children. I've told these and guys not to do it as well. <laughs> Don't go to Mars, kids. It's a pointless waste of time. You're much better off on Earth. Already, but, but great counterpoint. Yeah. Convince no, Stefan's children we, to go to another planet. No, don't do it, Max. Matty, Mars. You'd be a you'd be a global <laughs> hero. That's right. The entire world would respect you, Max. Can you still or play Temp- Madeline. Madeline? Do they have iPads with Temple Run up there? They oh, there's that, no internet. No, they will. Okay. Course, no, they will have access to the. They have, of course, they will. They might be all right. They'll, be, they'll have access to the world's knowledge and in, a, in a local intranet. So anyway, internet. look, they're, they're going to go up there, and now they might not be able to come back. But there's no plan. I'm not saying they won't come back, but as in, they're saying 20 years' time, there might be technology to bring them back. That but, sucks. But we're not too sure how to do it. Yeah. Now, there's other ones. I mean, there's the Phoenix shot, the, the, the Elon Musk. No, it wasn't Elon Musk. It was the other rich guy. And he wants to fly astronauts around Mars. There's lots of ideas. And NASA's mm-hmm. like, we'll get there. And the Chinese are like, we'll get there. We're going to make it. NASA, well, I spoke to someone at NASA last ooh, week. In, uh, very important. But um, uh, <laughs> he said, yeah, we're totally going there. Yeah. We're going. It's not an if. It's definitely happening. They sorted it all. That was, I am actually like NASA a lot because they, do know what they're trying to do. Yeah. To they just emailed a, yeah. uh, a wrench to the ISS. They did. They finally got their 3D printer sorted out up there. ISS, oh, the International Space Station. That's yes. the one. Sorry for a second there. I thought you meant ISIS. You meant the, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. A, oh, I never made the connection yeah. before. We don't, just, don't, we just, don't. We just sent them a wrench. <laughs> that would explain those wrenches. big black flags on the side of the device <laughs> up there. That's not... Yeah. Don't, no, no, don't. They're solar panels, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's... Yeah. 
still fine. Anyway, good. So, so the point of this is we've gone off track, haven't we? We've gone serious off track. We've got very. We'll pull us back. We'll pull us back. Yeah. So, look, that is a fascinating discussion. I'm really interested about that whole concept of going on Mars and yes. Re- but the if we go back and look at jobs, they are going mm. to change a lot. Mm. We are going to see massive challenges for young kiddies today. Yeah. They're going to grow up in a much more competitive and complex work environment than mm. we had to face, where in many areas there's going to be a lot fewer jobs. Mm. Information technology means we can get the same level of output without so many people, mm. as yeah. these new companies are showing, much fewer jobs. So we have this big challenge before us. Now, we don't want to just walk into this in Australia and put up with it. We need yeah. to be doing the thinking now real mm. quick. Be the clever country. Hard. Be the clever country about mm. what exactly it is we're creating and how we plug ourselves into the global economy. I well, think actually, that... actually, Madeline, Madeline, do you know what you want to be when you grow up? No. No? Good answer. Max? Person Maxie, who plays come on, Temple you Run. You want to do more than that. You wanted to be an air scientist for a while. That was a good career. He wants to be a bank person because he figures that's where all the money person. is. That's clever. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, well, is that clever, Stefan? Well, it may, banks, banking okay, seems like banking, the sort of place where computers are taking well, over. Exactly. I agree with you. I think there's a good feasible pathway via which um, technology disintermediates a bank. Um, mm. Crowdfunding equity. You know, oh, we get rid of banks entirely. Yeah, right. Wow. What do you need a bank for? Yeah. So well, banks need to break up into two different what things. What do they do? Yeah. Bank, banks need to. At the moment, you got two banks to uh, do two things. They hold on to your money, yep. keep it safe, which is ridiculous, and because we don't need it anymore. And the other you thing is lend it out, lend it out, that's investing. Right. So, but you could split so, those into two different things. That's right. So you're someone who has money, let's mm. say, and wanting. <laughs> Am to, I ever? Yeah. I mean, a little bit of it, like yeah, well, yes, a couple of dollars, yeah, that's right. and you yeah. want to see a return on that investment. Okay? Yes. Okay. Cut the middleman out, which is a bank, and put mm. it up onto a crowdfunding site, which mm. takes a fraction of the cost of operating that the bank does because the crowd, it's just a website, right? It's like, yep. Yep. Know, it's like Uber. It takes very little <laughs> money to run that. So less... Greg Bank. Yeah, Red... One, I don't know what they're called. So No, no, Greg Bank. I'm just going to call... I'm going oh, to start Greg Bank. Can I buy into that? Actually? No, absolutely. On the ground floor. You can be my head yeah. investor. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be rich. So <laughs> so we go into that space and then why would you go to... You don't need to go to the bank because I'm someone mm. who wants money. I'm opening up a cafe around the corner, let's mm. say. So I will go and log on and put in my business proposal and enough people are out there putting money up. And kickstart a cafe. Kickstart yeah. a cafe. We're seeing the beginnings of it. And it's, ah. At the moment it's a bit more like charity, but we are seeing it start to, to emerge. And you, The usual punters have a terrible idea about the risks, yeah. so yeah. that's yeah. a great place to get money. Well, well, yeah. it will. It'll start to self-regulate and run itself. You know? right. I think, you know, let's watch Uber and Airbnb and how these yeah. new yeah. platforms yeah. are having a disruptive effect yeah. on existing markets. Mm. It confused pretty- I saw a great one, which because you know, I love that high idea of Uber and Airbnb. There's one called, I think it's just called Eat It, and it's only in New York at the moment, and it's so you have a house and you go, I really make a good spaghetti bolognese. I'm awesome at spaghetti bolognese. And you just put up there, I want to make you spaghetti bolognese. Come to my house. I'll meet, feed you a meal. And you've got to get tested. They have the non-lunatic test, which I think is really right. great. And they come to your house. As in the company goes, you're not a lunatic. Okay, you're not going to poison. We, we test Are you storing the stuff from under the sink with the stuff from above yes. the sink? Yeah. And they, just, they, they give you a safety check. And they're like, okay, yeah. cool. And they're out. And then you just, you, they come to your house and you, you book and you have, it's like a restaurant in your house. Wow. And it's the same thing as Uber. And of course, people go, 
but what happens if you get poisoned and sue them? And, and you're like, well, but what happens now if you do that? Like, there's no difference. Exactly. There. I think that's the interesting thing. Mm. And in actual fact, the information technology is allowing at a low cost to monitor every individual because mm. everyone is ranking and scoring everyone else. Yes. The devices are telling us where everyone is at every point in time. That's giving us new capabilities we mm. did not previously have. It's not have. scary at all. It's not that scary. Well, I mean, I also think we live in a world where you give up on privacy. Yeah, well, it's mm. you're going to have to. Can I, can I give a, a story from your life? You can, you can edit. Sure. I was very surprised. One day I was at Dan's house and Dan was like, oh, and he I mentioned want... his address on the podcast. <laughs> and, and he said, oh, I'm going to start dinner soon, but I don't know where my wife is. And I'll just check my phone. And he pulled out his phone and he pressed a button. Find and so, your wife app. And basically, and this thing went ping. And I went, that's a bit controlling weird. And he went, no, not really. They well, made it. She decision. doesn't know that the tracker has been embedded. <laughs> so in all seriousness, right. all... Serious, she has the same thing on Dan's phone. So they can, now I don't want, I personally find that a so, bit weird. But they've made that pact to always yeah. know where the other one is. So Dan can start cooking dinner when she's 20 minutes out and it's warm on the table so she doesn't beat him. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 it works out <laughs> well. Right. It works out well for them. So Very I think cool. in, he gave up the privacy of not someone not knowing where he was because there was something useful out of it for him. It was like a price he paid. Yeah. Is that how you look at it? Well, what price is it? I mean... Well, the price was your wife now knows where you are. Now my wife knows where I am and it makes it much harder to cheat. But <laughs> if I just leave the phone somewhere I'm supposed to be, uh, then... Uh-huh, a lot of the time he just gives me the phone and I drive around Brisbane while he has his crazy Don't nookie. Don't say that. Right. Don't okay. say that. She listens to the podcast and I'm too dumb to edit this bit out. <laughs> Damn it. Privacy is another yeah. commodity we can sell. And, yes. and, and we, we, we have to, but I think we should choose to give it up, not yes, have it not stripped, have it off, stripped us. off us. I wonder, though, whether we are going to have it stripped off us. Look what's happened to Sony, the, mm. the, the yes. Apple iCloud mm. whole thing. Mm. You know, that sort of stuff I think is just going to keep on happening again and again until yeah. we just sort of stuff it. You know, and people, it's, it's been national research. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll try and put the links in the show notes. But there's actually been research for like people are like, how do you feel about that? People are looking at your information. Oh, like the um, what was it? Um, uh, Prism, the the American yeah. Prism that looked at everyone, like the, yeah. all the metadata that from Australia. There was kind of this outrage by the radio. Oh, outrage, outrage, and some people got angry. But in this research went actually the average Australian went. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? And I've got more important things to worry about than if someone yeah. is getting metadata from my phone. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying the average yeah. Australian went, what? Great. Moving on. I've got to feed the kids now. Yeah, right. And, and that's all the uninformed sheeple. But I think there is a bit know. more of a move into that space, yeah. And I mm. mean, there still is privacy and we still want to control our information, mm. but I think we're going to see it, it, it release more and more. Mm. So yeah, that, that's another overlay on it as well. But the, to getting back to the jobs thing, mm. I really do think that it's it's vital, really vital right now that we start to think about labour markets in the future. We think about mm. the education system and the kids coming through, what skills they need to have. Yeah, but it's really true, Max. You've got to, you've got to try harder at school. It's going to matter a lot. And you're going to learn Chinese next year. Maybe Max can get a job doing some editing for the podcast. Yeah. He's, he's, got his, he's got his eye on the ball there. He does. Um, when we die, so, he can take it over. Yeah, and... Uh, One-tenth so. the cost of my work. <laughs> yeah. So that is very much on our agenda. And mm. I don't think we are thinking... A study done on the US economy finds that 47% of all jobs are likely to be replaced by computers. Wow. A 40? Sort of t- yeah, 47%. In how many years? In sort of a decadal time period. Wow, that's not even years. a generation. 
celebration. Yeah, that's... yeah, and we're seeing it happen. We are already seeing it happen around us, that's and madness. we can't look at the offshoring trend as well and pretend mm. that's not going on. So, yeah. so this is a big impact on labour markets and, and what people do for a job. And it's also got this issue of income inequality attached to it. I mean, the society needs to have a real good look yeah. at the growing gap between rich and poor, mm. especially in America. Incredible place. There's so mm. much opportunity there. It does so many incredible things. Mm. But when you get there, you are confronted with poverty, real poverty, yeah. and lots of people. More so than just, in Australia? More so than in Australia. Okay, and the right. statistics back up what you see with your eyes. It's, yeah. and it's it, it makes a nation really unhappy. Like the happiest mm. nations in the world are the ones where the difference between the rich and the poor Isn't is that minimal. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I think we need to have a good look at, at why and how that is happening and then mm. what kind of society we want to create because mm. these are rapid and, and powerful forces that are taking us into a certain direction here. So our uh, listeners are probably now just giving up and just, just working out if they can, yeah. you know, how they can end it all quickly. How, uh, what's a ray of light we can There is a positive here? future here, though. This is about understanding the change and adapting to it, and mm. I think it can be a pathway that governments have to think about it and mm. adapt and build a pathway to a better future, and they're not doing enough of that. And I think that's what they, governments should be doing. Yeah, government <laughs> desperately needs to do more than it currently is doing. Yeah. Individuals can do a lot too here as well, though. Look at what information technology is doing for your business, what it can do, mm. what it can do for your learning um, and your own career opportunities. It can change what you're capable of, of doing and allow you to, to access the world. So we're seeing this change and opportunity arise in a very big way. Mm. And that's, that's the opportunity that we want to grab. Information mm. technology, let's not say it's, it's bad. It's not. It's creating great things for us and yep. brilliant technologies are transforming the way we can live our lives and let's but also saying that people won't have to do one thing no, money. no it's not going to be like that max <laughs> maxie from the mouth of babes yeah um, <laughs> it's i promise max that's not kind of totally what it's like but, but in the future robots will be able to program robots yes they will who will be able to do what uh, yeah, it's probably a good question that's max that's a good question but are you overall you think it's going to be a good future or a bad one bad Oh, but there's going to be robots, robots everywhere. Robots everywhere, Max. I'm excited. Doing all the way. I think um, <laughs> over time, human quality of life has gotten better and better over time, human quality of life. It has, and, it yeah. will, and it will continue to go on that trajectory. And technology is, is key behind that. We live longer. Mm. We live healthier. We're better educated. We have higher incomes. I think mm. that continues. But, but yeah. let's not underplay the size of the, the challenges we've got. And let's learn from the Industrial Revolution about it was a transition to a better world, I think, but yeah. it was also a painful transition. We can be smarter the second time around as we look at the information era. And that is the end of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and drop my keys out. I just want to know how long do I have before I can no longer be a professional temple run? Uh, it takes. If you have a look at how good these guys are, yeah. you have many, many years. Yeah. Oh, right. Now, Dr. Stefan, yes. I do believe you have a book to hook. I do have a book to hook. It is called Global Megatrends, and it is about the shifting world economy. It talks about a lot of what we've talked about today. And nobody's bought it yet, Max, because it's not on the market. But when it gets there, everyone's going to want a copy because it's fantastic. Mm. It and you're going to be forced to read it yeah, many times. That's right. I'm going to read it to you at night, every night, for a whole year. So... <laughs> It talks about global change and these big shifts we're on. It starts out by looking a bit at how to do foresight and strategic planning and how we go... Uh, so it's like a handbook how to survive these treacherous times? Yeah, that's right. And oh. then it talks about the megatrends and then it ends with a Panglossian scenario for the future of the world. Where I am purposely, Rosie, it's called Imagine and it's about imagine if we got smart on all these trends yep. and started to do the right things collectively and what kind of world we could create if we wanted to. Fantastic. And that's the story. Uh, When's it come out? It comes out March or April. It's been 
you had so 2015. Takes, takes so, yeah, next year, yep. 2015, March, April. Fantastic. And you can buy a copy from CSIRO Publishing at a very reasonable price. <laughs> and it will be on Kindle and hard copy, normal cover. Back and, and, and though we've, it won't be mentioned anywhere in the book, I'd just like to point out what, what to be in that book are the two things we've talked about in these two podcasts we've had Dr. Stefan in. Thank you very much. Oh, make sure that you sign all those copies because then they can't send them back to be pulped. I'll do that. <laughs> Big thanks to Dr. Stefan Haikovich from the CSIRO to talking to us about how we're all screwed and we should all just give up about jobs. And to his <laughs> kids who learned that, like so many wonderful words. <laughs> so many big, important words. That's true. And the fact that they're not worried at all about the future. They've got it all, all down. The best bit for me, which I can't really repeat because we didn't have on there, was the. it's always funny when you listen to a kid and you know exactly what the parents say in the in the quiet of their own home because uh, they just and so suddenly their political leanings are very very obvious <laughs> so i was quite impressed because this kid would just go blurt 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 political point and, you, and i'm talking like a what eight-year-old yeah and you go there's no way you even understand a word you just said <laughs> but you obviously i now know exactly what your mother or your father believe politically because you just went i think this politician is very naughty for doing something and you're like oh it's quite funny. someone's been rewarded for saying that <laughs> yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. so, so it's sort of and funny. probably should be too. <laughs> yes, but thank you to uh, Dr. Stefan for putting up with us again. Does that, does that make him officially a friend of the show? That's only two. Only two. Oh, there and, you uh, go. I mean, other, uh, other people have been called friend of the show. Yes. But he was rude to us the first time and compared us to monkeys. <laughs> so he has to work a little harder. <laughs> it's true. There was a comment about bananas. It's very good. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And Greg at smartenough.org. If you would like to follow us, you can go to Facebook at SE2KB. And Twitter at SE2KB. Or you could have a bit of a chat on the comment threads yes, on yes. the website. Go to smartenough.org. And there's stuff to see on there because we had a cool picture sent to us. That was pretty fun. So we had people send us cool pictures oh, for Christmas, New Year's. People just... Looking at each other it's, and pulling was, Christmas crackers. It was fantastic. Or not pulling Christmas crackers. Or not pulling Christmas crackers, crackers as the case may be. Thank you, Alan Champion. <laughs> so people can contact. We'd love to hear from you and we love chatting and hearing and seeing you and fishing with shirts. Getting even more people sending us pictures wearing our shirt, which is fantastic. So please keep sending them in. If you bought a shirt yeah. from us, send them to us. We'd love to see them in all sorts of interesting places. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Or send us a picture of you not wearing a shirt. No, no, Dan. No, be good. What? Be nice. I am being nice. Good. Okay, fine. I'll be very nice. No. I'll be lovely. Stop it. And as we always like to say, fuzzy balls. So what are your names? Madeline and Max. Madeline and Max. Uh, They're gone already. They're gone. They're deep in their machines. Yeah, that's right. So uh, concentrate really hard on your uh, iPad and iPhone games because otherwise you might hear some extremely exciting dirty words. But if you listen closely, you might learn some dirty words and then you can use them at school. But don't tell Dad. Stop speaking. What? Stop speaking. Oh, yeah. All right. Now Max is attentive. <laughs> So we'll, we'll start, let's just start again. Let's go just, again. Go let's again. Just, wow. Go from the top. Really, we really balls it up from the, the very beginning, didn't we? Complete disaster. Today, and thank you also to amazing interjections from Max and Madeline as well. Okay, the peanut gallery. The peanut gallery. We've thank you all. Morning. Thank you very much. I'm allergic to the peanut gallery. <laughs> 
This is very strange holding the mic. Yeah, I know. I feel like we're about to have a rat battle. <laughs> and I think our audience is like, please never rap again. I think they've learnt that lesson. <laughs> please never, ever, ever rap again. Oh, yeah. The fractal distillation of the layer. Oh, yeah. I'm a science player. Too many beats in that. Stanza. Oh, uh, yeah. Just like George Costanza. Actually, my Wu Tang Clang name is No Trifling Matter. Because And I like trifle. So I like that being No Trifling Matter. You have the Dirty Bastard and the No Trifling Matter. My rap star name is Cup of Tea. That's very good. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Welcome to episode 84. It's Science comedy. You can't and ignore rinse. Oh, we're, no. doing, we're doing rap. I'm not going to rap know, it. This is the new direction of 2015. It's oh, going to better. It's going to be in rap all the time. This is a mistake. It's a terrible error. It's a terrible Resolution mistake. over. Well, welcome to the new year, ladies and gentlemen, a lovely listeners of all stripes, colors, creeds, dispositions, bents, um, 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 choices, um, genetic, dis- um, genetic. Uh, Were you doing stuff. something while I was playing with the buttons? Yes, I'm just saying welcome to the 2015 to our listeners. That'll be lovely. Stop it. And as we always like to say, the comments made by Dan Beast are not necessarily the comments put forward by Smarts No Better. No, we're, we're legally obligated to say that. We don't just like to say it. We have to. 